ready to sing one? Look at him, number 566. We'll start off with a chorus. We'll sing it through a couple of times just to kind of get you warmed up a little bit, all right? Pray for Brother Shelton. He had to work today. Uh, he's, you know, he, and he did not like it, all right? Hymn number 566, let's all stand if you would. You found your place? Find it. How many of y'all never heard this? It is no secret. How many, y'all, how many of you do know it? Okay, good. Now, if you know it, sing really loud, okay? Just how you know it. We're fixing to sing it, so do the best you can. Here we go. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others. Josiah messed it up, you know? <laughs> Let's do it again. Help me. I'm sorry. Well, I'll get it right this time. It is no secret of what God can do, or what he's done for others. sounded like I was singing that wrong part, but Brother Joseph, he just sounds just like me when he's singing, you know, but I appreciate that. Joseph, I want you to lead us in a word of prayer, please, sir. Amen. Hymn number 642, Ring the Bells of Heaven. There's joy today. And there's joy in Christmas, amen. How many of you started Christmas shopping already? How many of you finished? Oh, one, two. Y'all have done well. We'll find out how you did that later, all right? Ring the Bells of Heaven. Let's do all three verses. Hymn number 642, Ring the Bells of Heaven. bells of heaven, there is joy today for a soul returning from the wild. See the Father meets him out upon the way, welcoming his weary wandering child. 
like a mighty sea, pealing forth the anthem of the free. A ring the bells of heaven, there is joy today, for the wanderer now is reconciled. Yes, the soul is rescued from his sinful way, and is born anew a ransom child. Glory, glory, how the angels sing, glory, glory, how the loud harps ring. Tis a ransom army like a mighty sea, healing for the anthem of the free. Now, when you sing these, you really got to pay attention to the words, amen, because they're telling a story. These, these songs came from an experience somebody had about the Lord and about, about their salvation. And, and so it tells a story. And, and one thing about singing, it gets us ready for the preaching of the Word of God. Amen. And uh, so really sing out. Listen to these words on this last verse of Spread the Feast Today. Sing out with me. I'll ring the bells of heaven. Spread the feast today. Angels swell the glad triumphant strain. Tell the joyful tidings. Bear it far away. For a precious soul is born again. A glory, glory, how the angels sing. Glory, glory, how the loud harps ring. There's a ransomed army like a mighty sea, filling forth the anthem of the free. Now, God, they were going to say, Amen. Hymn number 565. Let's sing another one. We'll sing Send the Light. Well, that's exactly what God did in Christmas season. He sent the light. Amen. Just like Brother Merlot preached. Uh, this past Sunday, God sent the light into the old dark world, and I'm sure thankful for that. Let's sing that first, second, and last verses. Send the light, hymn number 565. <clears throat> There's a call come ringing on the restless wave. Send the light, send the light. There are souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light. The blessed gospel light, let us shine forevermore. We have heard the Macedonian call today. Send the light, send the light, and a golden offering at the cross we lay. Amen. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let shine from shore to shore and send the light the blessed gospel light let it shine forevermore let's go and do that third verse let us pray that grace may everywhere abound send the light send the light and the Christ-like spirit everywhere be found send the light Send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine. Yeah, send the light. 
the gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Glad you saved, say amen. You may be seated. <coughs> and, and if someone would like to stand and give a quick testimony. We hadn't been doing that very much, but we did a few the other day, so how about somebody want to, go ahead, Brother Joseph. I'm, I, I'm sorry, I didn't see you standing up back there. Amen. Amen, Joseph. God take care of us. Amen. <clears throat> Sometimes we just need to be still. Let God be God. Amen. And God always shows up. Amen. Go ahead, Miss Mary. Amen. God works in mysterious ways. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Mary. Amen. How about one more? Y'all kind of get glued to those pews sometimes, you know. It doesn't hurt, I promise. I promise. One more. All right. Go ahead, Brother Big Nell. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you've got your bulletins from Sunday, go ahead and get those out, and um, we'll go over those, uh, over a few of those announcements real quick. Uh, one, please do not forget about soul winning Saturday morning, 930. Uh, this will be our last one for this year, so, uh, but pray because it's supposed to be cold Sunday morning, not real cold. It's only going to be like you know, 28, so it's not too bad. No, I'm not kidding. It's only going to be like 40. See there? See how much better it is already? 40, but so we're just going to go and put the flyers on the doors, the door hangers there. So, uh, but let me encourage you, you come out. We'll go take care of that. Uh, listen, God, is, God can still work on those. We, uh, we've got a lot of folks here in the church that are living proof of that. So uh, let's, let's pray over those and, that, and be here ready to go Saturday morning. Uh, at 9.30. Also, now the Christmas banquet is Sunday. Uh, it will be after the morning worship service on Sunday morning. Uh, and so, it, it, if you're going to eat, bring food. Amen. 
Amen. And if you bring your, if you make a meal for your family, bring it up here, and we'll all share it. Amen. Amen. Y'all do pretty good. So I mean, in fact, uh, I think it was Monday night. Miss Sharon brought some boiled okra and and tomatoes. Oh man, it was. Did any of y'all get some of that? It was good, wasn't it, Miss Brenda? Amen. <laughs> How many of y'all don't like okra and you know, boiled okra? Okay. Let's see. That's Eric. I'm going to write y'all down and pray for y'all to get saved. Amen. So, uh, but, that's, uh, but it was really, we had a good time. We had probably a little uh, 50 or better Monday night at our Bible study, and uh, it was great. So, but Sunday, please bring uh, your food. We've got a warmer in the kitchen. Put it in there. And, um, and then we're going to come in here and have church for a little while. And uh, I, I, I'm praying now that God will move in hearts. We see somebody get saved. Amen. And, and uh, so just please <clears throat> uh, pray for our day Sunday. But uh, let me encourage you. Let's all focus on what goes in here first. Amen. This is most important. I know we like to eat. We're Baptists. But this is first and foremost in here. So let's focus on that Sunday. And then we've got some games that we're going to play. We've got some different uh, other things that we're going to do uh, Sunday afternoon. We're going to have a good time. And the games are going to be kind of like a team effort. And uh, so if you want to pad the team, so to speak, uh, make sure that you get that person to sit at your table. Amen. Amen. So, But we're going to have a good time Sunday. So that's following our our morning worship as well. Uh, also, uh, Sunday will be the last day to bring, we need socks, shoes, and blankets for uh, Homeless No More Baptist Church. Uh, I was telling the folks uh, uh, the other day that I spoke to Mrs. Griffin, the pastor's wife there. He was in church, I think it was uh, on Monday, but uh, uh, she said, "If you will, the, the, the socks and the blankets go quickest. And uh, so, but anything, there's been some really good stuff out here, and I think they will appreciate it. Uh, you know, folks that are homeless, I was telling our folks Monday, they're people. And we, you know, uh, and I think sometimes homeless folks, we don't treat them with respect, but we need to. Amen. And so let's bring them some good stuff. Amen. I've already, and I've seen good stuff out there already, stuff that if I could fit in it it would be something that I wouldn't mind taking home with me you know uh, but that's what I'm saying it's that good so please uh, Sunday's the last day uh, we'll try to take those uh, everything to them Monday and um, I'll, I'm going to talk to Brother Griffin again this week and uh, about that so that the last day again be Sunday and then also one more thing a week from tonight we will have our annual budget meeting uh, following our Wednesday night service, so that'll be Wednesday night. It'll you'll like it. I'm going to give you some information that uh, that uh, I was given, uh, it, and it's it's. I mean, it was eye opening for me, and it was uh, it really it it'll get you excited. Now, I'm telling you, it, it's a it's a, one of those humdinger kind of things, uh, and so if you want to know what it is, you got to show up. Because if you don't make it, mom's the word. <laughs> All right, so please, you be here Wednesday next week for that budget meeting, okay? All right, now, uh, prayer sheet. Anybody need a prayer sheet? If you need one, uh, they, they, thank you, Brother John. Uh, 
Keep your hand up. Uh, we'll get those. Please, uh, special prayer, please pray for Brother Mark Carwile. He's on there. Um, he's, uh, he's going in for knee replacement surgery in the morning, 530. Uh, he, he's doing the other knee. And, I'm, uh, you know, he just had the other one done. He's just getting over it good. And so he's having the other one done. And uh, so, and then two weeks from tomorrow, uh, Miss Barb is going in for the same thing. Uh, I believe that's right. I believe it's knee replacement as well. So uh, I asked him, are you going to be able to take care of her? You know, or is she going to, uh, how's that going to, he said, no, I'm thinking I'll be up and around pretty, you know, decent. So, but pray for them. I know that they would uh, certainly appreciate it. Uh, also, again, pray for Miss Daphne Fenwick. She is also having uh, some uh, micro um, stents put in uh, on the arteries coming out of her heart. And she had a procedure done several, a few weeks ago. So, And this is the kind of the follow-up procedure. So please pray for her as well. It was good to see her Sunday. And uh, Brother Robert and, the, and their family uh, were able to be back. So please keep them in your prayers, all right? Along with all the other lists, uh, all the other folks on this list, Miss Lexi and the baby, as they continue kind of getting stronger, keep them in your prayers. Uh, pray for, appreciate praying for Carly uh, as she's expecting as well. Uh, but there's a lot of folks on here. Pray, ask that you pray for. Remember, Brother Merlo uh, as well, he, uh, and his daughter. Uh, all of the uh, uh, the report was really good for them. He's uh, plus his brother and the kidney that he's uh, donating, uh, pray for them. That's a, that's a lot. So uh, uh, please keep them uh, in your prayers, all right? And, of course, the, all these other folks that are here, uh, we are certainly not discounting them, uh, but we ask that you remember them uh, in prayer as well. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Pray for our offering tonight. Continue to pray for our, our uh, Christmas offering as well, that the Lord would uh, bless that. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for... Uh, th those that are here tonight, their faithfulness. Thank you, Father God, for the testimonies, Lord. I'm thankful, uh, God, that you're God. And <clears throat> Lord, I'm, uh, Lord, if we just be still sometime and let you be God, Lord, you you always come through for us. Uh, but God, the hard part for us in this flesh is to wait. And and so, Lord, I'm thankful that we have a God who's long suffering to us. And and God, that you work uh, thing all things together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to your purpose. And and I'm thankful for that today. Uh, Lord, thank you for the faithfulness of our folks again tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd bless them. And may they receive a blessing tonight, Lord, uh, from the message. I pray, Father God, that you'd be with all those that, that we've mentioned, Lord, tonight. And not and not them only, but also uh, the ones that, that are on our list. We pray for Brother Mark, Lord, who's going in for surgery in the morning. We lift him up in prayer. Ask you, God, to be with him. Uh, Lord, we also pray for Miss Lexi and... Uh, Lucas, Lord, and there that they uh, continue to get stronger, Lord, so they can be back in in worship. Uh, Lord, we pray for Brother Merlo, God, as he's uh, uh, facing some more tests, Lord, to donate a kidney to his brother. Lord, we pray for him and his family, Lord, and pray, uh, God, that your perfect will uh, will be done. Uh, I pray also, Lord, for Saturday as we go out and put these. Um, 
the church information on these doors. God, please bless the, those, uh, that information, those door hangers, Lord. And I pray, God, that we'll continue to see fruit for our labor. God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, uh, as we come to the end of this year to finish strong. Help us, God, to really uh, dig in our heels and put forth that extra effort, Lord, that we need to do so that uh, we not slack up, but, Lord, that we put in that extra effort, Lord, so that, God, when it comes time to see fruit for our labor, God, that that fruit will come. But, God, if we know that, God, if we do the work, God, you said that you would give the increase. And so, Lord, I ask your blessings upon uh, this church and this people tonight. Uh, Lord, I <clears throat> pray, God, also that you would bless our offering tonight. I pray that your hand of favor be upon us, Lord, as a church. And, God, uh, help us, Lord, to be givers. And, Lord, if we'll just be givers, God, you said you'd give it back in return, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto our bosom. And so we pray, Father, that you'd bless this offering. Lord, I pray that you'll use it, God, that we might reach out into this community and reach out into the foreign fields and see souls saved. And, God, see folks added to this church uh, as a result of it. And we give you praise for that. Thank you, Lord, again for your goodness to us. Bless the remainder of our worship tonight. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. number 259 the Bible says whatsoever you do in word or deed do all to the glory of God so let's sing hymn number 259 and let's sing that first and last verse and to God be the glory hymn number 259 first and last verse to God be the glory sing out help me alright to God be the glory great things he hath so loved he the world that he gave us his son. Amen. And open the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the Father, I pray Jesus. 
seated. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, a few weeks ago, I, I talked to Brother Kevin and gave him two weeks to sweat it out a little bit, but I asked him to preach for, for me on Wednesday. Uh, I enjoy hearing him preach, and I know you do as well, and so Brother Kevin's going to come preach for us tonight, so uh, just listen to him, what God's laid on his heart, amen, and every once in a while say amen a little bit, encourage him, amen, uh, and I promise you he'll, he'll appreciate it. Come ahead, Brother Kevin. Uh, well, thank you, Pastor, uh, for allowing me to preach. Uh, I think uh, it, it is, um, you know, Paul said, uh, out of all the spiritual gifts to covet, uh, the, the one you should covet most is to prophesy, to, to preach. So, um, you know, we all know it's Christmas season, amen? Uh, and you've heard Jesus is the reason for the season. So, uh, my, my goal today is to... Uh, just shed some light on, on Jesus and, and why he came, and, but most specifically, uh, how far he came, amen? So if you could turn your Bibles to, uh, or if you could stand, please, and uh, turn your Bibles to um, Psalm 113, Psalm 113, we're going to read verse 1 through 6, Psalm chapter 113. And I really like this passage because there's one little key thing that we're going to stop at in verse 6. Amen. So if you're there with me, it reads, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised the Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? Verse 6. Who humbleth Himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in earth. You may be seated. And uh, I'll pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, I just ask that You would please uh, uh, give me the... Uh, power of the Holy Spirit to preach, and that you would uh, speak to your people. Lord, I, I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so, uh, the main passage, well, my starting off point is verse 6. It's talking about God, specifically the Lord. And if you see that, it says all capital, capital L, capital O, 
capital R and capital D. Uh, if you don't know, that, that's uh, the KJV Bible, the way it translates, well, the way it speaks on Jehovah. Jehovah is one of God's uh, uh, names. It's like if I said, hey, uh, hey, Josiah, you would be saying, that's your name. If I call you a human, that would be calling God, hey, God is God. But Jehovah is God's covenant-keeping name. It's his name that he keeps promises to people. It's the name that he, he came to uh, Moses in the bush. And I want to say in verse 6 it says, Who humbled himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in earth. Talk about of how far Jesus Christ had to come. How far he had to come. How far he had to humble himself. You know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, he will draw all men, all men unto me. He was referring to what type of death he died, being made an open shame for everyone to see. So, but if I lift up Jesus today and leave me out of it, that would be pretty good, right? Then he will draw you because the Holy Spirit did not come to speak of himself, but of the Son. Nevertheless, we are here in verse 6. It says that God humbles himself to even look on this universe. Let's stop and think for, uh, about that for a second. You know, everything we know, the earth, it said the earth and the heaven, it says God has to humble himself to even look at it. So if that's the least that God can do and he has to humble himself, what is the greatest? First and foremost, I want to start by saying that Jesus is the God of the Old Testament. If you didn't know that. He is the God that created heaven and earth. It says, for, by all things were made, which were made. And nothing was there that was made without him. Jesus is the God that will judge the nations when he returns. And he is the king that will take back his children of promise, the Israelites. His prodigal son, per se. But if you turn your Bibles to Micah 5.2, it's a prophetic passage concerning the Messiah. Um, I, uh, I believe Matthew quotes it, the book of Matthew. But Micah chapter 5, verse 2, and it reads, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee... Shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. So God is saying in this passage that the Messiah, the king of the Jews that is to come, that is to save them from their enemies. Of course, the ultimate enemy is sin. So the ruler that was supposed to come and save them is of old. But how old? Jesus told the Pharisees when they asked him, you're not even more than 50 years. How could you know Abraham? Right. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Right. So Jesus, the Bible says that the Messiah, that he's not only from old, he's from everlasting. So he's before time even started. Yeah. Amen. He is the God of the Old Testament. He is Jehovah. But the first thing that God did, that he humbled himself, God humbled himself to become a man. 
the second person of the Godhead, the Word became a man. He took on humanity. Amen? But there's an interesting thing. God cannot stop being God. You know, it's an interesting thing to think that the God of the universe somehow put on this. You know, everything that I am, everything that you are as a human, not a sinful human, but a human, God had to do, had to do that, had to be that to represent us. The Lord humbled himself to be a man. In Philippians 2, 6, it says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not to be robbery with, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. So God humbled himself to become a man. Number two, he humbled himself to be a baby. He could have just poofed, but he didn't. He actually humbled himself to be conceived of Mary. That's an interesting thing. It shows that a, a life begins at conception. Amen. Uh, I believe the, the term is a zygote. A zygote. Jesus humbled himself to enter into this world just as you and I did. Matthew one twenty says, oh, yeah, Matthew one twenty says, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her, so the Bible specifically says conceived, is of the Holy Ghost. Mary conceived Jesus. God says that Jesus was there from the moment Mary conceived, so he humbled himself to be vulnerable to death in the womb. Uh, can I just say a side note? It's a, kind of a personal thing. Uh, but Proverbs 31.8 says, uh, Open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. What that means is, um, you know, oh, oh that we would speak up uh, for those kids that are being murdered in the womb. It says, open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are, as are appointed to destruction. You know, they don't have a voice. And they can't cry for help. Uh, so, I just wanted to bring that up, side note. But number three, Jesus not only became a man, he came to a leprosy colony. Jesus went to everyone. A man with a legion of devils. Would you like to go to a legion of devils? A man with... I don't even know what he was going through. A man that had an incurable and horrendous disease. You see, Jesus came to the helpless and those who the world had no use for. Jesus humbled himself to be born in a normal, ordinary family. Mary and Joseph, they weren't royalty. The Bible says that he was to be the ruler in Israel. But he was born of just a normal carpenter. But... They were the lineage of David, and Jehovah keeps his promises. And he said that out of the fruit, out of the loins of David, shall come forth a king that will never come off the throne. God keeps his promises. But not only that, Jesus, he came to a little town of Bethlehem. 
we just read that in 5.2. A, a town that was little, that didn't mean much. But not just that, he came to a manger, a feeding trough. You know, that's interesting because the place where he lay could have been the place where the temple sheep were born. You know, they sacrificed uh, sacrifices, they sacrificed sheep. Jesus could have been born there. But he wasn't born at a home. He wasn't born at a hospital. He didn't have a, you know, a, an okay birth. He was born with the animals, for he is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Amen? Worthy is the Lamb. But not just that, Jesus, he came to be despised of people. They were under the power of the Gentiles, waiting for their God to deliver them. Yet when Jesus came, they despised him. They didn't care. They were so uh, messed up in their minds that they wanted to destroy Jesus. Because he didn't fit their description. But not just that, God humbled himself to grow up in Nazareth. You might not know this, but Nazareth was a city that was separated from Judah by the city of Samaria. So here's Judah, here's Samaria, and over here by the Sea of Galilee is Nazareth. And if you don't know, there was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, they got split in the Old Testament. The northern kingdom followed after pagan gods. They followed after false religions. According to the Bible, they were an adulterer in God's eyes. Judah stayed for a little while, but eventually both of them were conquered and both of them were put under captivity. So Nazareth was a city by the city of Samaria. Samaritans were half-breeds that had no place among God's people. Not just that, but Nazareth was a place among pagan nations while Rome on their back. So they didn't live in good lifestyles. They lived in wicked lifestyles. And how would you like to be uh, raised in the, I mean, most of us probably were, but uh, maybe in the ghetto. <laughs> you know, sin and, and wretchedness and crime and awfulness. And Jesus was born in the middle of that. But not just that, Jesus came for 33 and a half years. 33 and a half years. He endured 33 and a half years in this earth. Some of you are older, I'm a bit younger, but I'm getting uh, already tired a little. <laughs> Amen. You know, he didn't come for just a quick hello, I'm going to die on the cross, and then I'm going to go. No, he, he spent 33 and a half years, 30 years being quiet, for the most part, as we read in Scripture. God humbled himself to being among us. He didn't have to dwell with us, but he walked with sinners. He came with no place to lay his head. He didn't have a home, per se, after he started his ministry. He just walked everywhere, traveled everywhere. He said in Matthew 8, 20, And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. You know, imagine never having a place you can just Go home and rest after a hard day of work? No, you just go maybe in the wilderness, maybe in somebody's house. Next day you're here, next day you're there, just doing the work of God, trying to pray all night. Your, your disciples interrupt you. 
He's just trying to commune with his heavenly father. He's just trying to do everything right. He just didn't ever have rest, apparently. That's why he rested on the boat. And they were like, Master, carest not thou that we perish? But they had Jesus with them. I mean, it's, a, it's a lesson for us to know that we can have faith in God. But not just that, uh, Jesus came to be rejected. Jesus came knowing what he would have to do and knowing that he would have to die alone, utterly and completely alone. You know, I'm thankful Jesus had to die. I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that when I die, I don't have to go to hell. You know, there's some people in uh, maybe third world countries that live a terrible lifestyle. Maybe they're poor. They have nothing to eat. They, they go starving all day. And I've heard it like this. They're born into a horrible lifestyle. They have nothing. Their life sucks. And they die and go to hell. And then their life's even worse. I'm thankful I'm saved. I'm thankful that there's missionaries that we support that go out and tell people the gospel. I'm grateful he came to be rejected. I'm grateful he took on, he humbled himself to die on the cross. Or else we wouldn't be here. He was rejected by his half-brothers. Here's an interesting thing. Did you know that Mary, after she conceived Jesus... She conceived more children. Did you know she's not a virgin anymore? <laughs> you know, that might, it might blow your minds, but, you know, maybe if certain religions uh, studied the Bible more, they would, come, they would realize that salvation is by grace through faith. Matthew 13, 55, Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? They just said, here's all his brethren. How did, out of, after 30 years, nothing's happened now. Suddenly he thinks he's some, he thinks he's God. That's what, that's what they were thinking. But not just that, Jesus, he came to the cross. Amen. Here we go. He didn't die any death. You know, some people just die. Maybe they get, I don't know, uh, hung. That's how they used to, I guess, execute people. But Jesus, he was crucified. But it wasn't any type of crucifixion. It was the worst crucifixion you probably could have had in the history of entirety. <laughs> you know, I believe, this is my belief, I believe Satan was trying to kill Jesus before he got to the cross. Why, you might ask? Well, remember when Peter said in Matthew 16, 21, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuking. Imagine trying to rebuke Jesus. Imagine saying, Jesus, no, you're, you're wrong. You are not going to do that. He rebuked them saying, be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. You're not going to die. What are you talking about? But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, 
For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. You know, Jesus rebuked Peter for not wanting him to go to Jerusalem to suffer and die. Jesus said, The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? I believe Satan did everything he could to kill Jesus before getting to that cross. Oh, how a death it was. But oh, how it redeemed our souls. Watch this. Uh, It might blow your mind. Jesus came to forever be the God-man. There was a point where he was not the God-man. But now he has assumed humanity forever. One of the human race is on the right hand of God forever. That's pretty awesome to me. To think that God humbled himself to be a man and to see stays a man and God at the same time in the person of Jesus Christ. You might ask, why did he come so far? Well, you know, he came to save sinners. Jesus was born on this earth, and when we see all the, uh, all the, I can't even, I don't have the word, just all the pictures, I guess, of of Jesus, of little baby Jesus, of seeing Mary and Joseph and the the Magi's. I encourage you to remember that he came to save sinners. He came to save me. He came to save you. Do you remember when he came to you? Do you remember the day you repented? The day you trusted Jesus? Please never forget that day. A special someone told me when I got saved that I will never regret that decision. And boy, were they right. (laughs) Amen. But he didn't just come to save us. He came to live inside of us. Amen. He came to live inside of me by the person of the Holy Spirit. He didn't just come just to die. He tabernacled in a body. He died a death. He rose again so that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and God every single day. Not only is he inside of me, he teaches me. Amen? He talks to me. When's the last time you talked with God? He walks with me. You know, sometimes uh, we get in a lot of uh, uh, stress. The Bible calls it the cares of the world. And we hear the word of God. And we hear good preaching from Pastor and Brother Marker or whomever it may be or Brother Merlo. We hear what God is trying to tell us. We pray and we see God's will. But then we let the cares of the world to choke out the the word. We let the cares of the stresses of what we have to do and we just get our minds off of Jesus and we get our minds on this earth and then not that we don't that we're, not that we're no good but where's that relationship that God wants amen he doesn't just walk with us he chastises us 
He came to die in a, on, a, on, a, on a body, in, sorry, in a body. And he rose again and he sits at the right hand of the Father, uh, interceding for us. He's praying right God, he's praying right now. Maybe there's something going on with your life or maybe there's something that, he's, that, that you're just struggling with and, and Jesus is right next to the Father saying, God, help them go through this. God, keep them from temptation. God, give them the strength to stand. God, they did this again. He, God chastises us. And I think that's one of the greatest things that, that God really does. Amen? And in Hebrews, when it talks about God chastises us as dear children, it uses a certain word, uh, basically, in, in God, that he does that to show that we're not illegitimate children. That we are God's children. That an illegitimate father who maybe uh, had a, uh, relations with a woman and the woman had a child, an illegitimate father would just leave that child and not care about it. He wouldn't take care of it. He wouldn't raise it up. He wouldn't take the time to teach him right from wrong. He would just leave him there. But God treats us as dear children and he's Jehovah and he's a covenant-keeping God, and he says that no matter what you do, I'm going to try, oh, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> Amen? He takes the time to chastise us. I'm glad he does. Because if he didn't, I would be somewhere else doing something stupid. <laughs> or maybe some of us would be dead. But I'm glad God chastises us. He didn't just come that we would be saved and live a happy life. He came that we would have a walk with him every day. He's a faithful father. But not, not, not only that, he comes to bring us joy when we do right. There's a reason. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that God has before ordained Works that we should walk in them. There's good things that you can do if we just let God have his way with us and move out of the way. There's beautiful things that we can do for people. Not just that, he comes to us for every need. Amen. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And finally... He is coming soon to take me and you to heaven forever. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a bit young, so I might not understand the whole grasp of that. But I know that I want to stop sinning. <laughs> Amen? I know that I want to stop messing up like a complete buffoon and stop making my wife angry all the time. I want to go to heaven one day where I won't have to sin. Where I won't be so compelled in my nature to do wrong. Won't it be a wonderful day when tears are wiped away and sin is no more? What a day it will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand, 
and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. So I say all that to say this. God came so far for you and me. So my question is for you today, are you walking with him? You know, God gave everything, everything. The Bible says, Romans 8, how he who spared not his own son, how shall not he freely give us all things? Are you walking with Jesus? And don't worry, I'm, I'm talking to me now. The Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Is he your life? Is he everything? Paul said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Or, or is he nothing? You know, are you spending time with him? I, I encourage you to stay in the book and pray. It sounds so simple, right? Just take some time in the morning or take some, some time whenever. And have alone time with God. And it'll do something to your soul that nothing else can. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I encourage you, stay in the book and pray. It's just two simple things. Just stay in the book and pray. And let not the cares of the world choke out what God is trying to do. Just keep your eyes on the sky. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. It might not have been a long sermon, but I want to end with this. As my good friend always says, uh, I'll say it's uh, Tyler Yates, my good friend. He says, man, with the Lord, you'll be just okay. Amen. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, I thank you for the privilege to preach. I pray it was uh, effectual. I pray that it'll uh, receive into the ears of people, and that uh, that Jesus would be our focus uh, once more. In Christ's name, Amen. No,